Hello friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF, your hometown radio station right there in Madison, North Florida, South Georgia. We welcome you today. If you're listening by computer anywhere in the United States, anywhere in the world, we welcome you. If you have downloaded this teaching from our website, we welcome you today. We pray the anointing of the Lord will be upon the teaching today and that we will glean something from the Word of God that will get down in our heart and out into our life. Praise God. Amen. If we ever needed the Lord before, as the song says, we sure do need Him now. And and we have, as one man put it, a great need for Christ, and we have a great Christ for our need. So we pray, pray that you will stay tuned today. And if you're not a Christian, we pray that you will be our special guest today as we go into the Word of God. You know, eternity is what this is all about. Uh, there is life uh, somewhere after death. Every person that has ever lived and died is going to be resurrected to live somewhere forever. Christians are not the only ones that are going to be resurrected. According to the scripture in Revelation chapter 20, there is a resu- resurrection of the unrighteous to be judged and consigned to where they will spend eternity. So it's vitally important that we know Christ as our Savior. But there is also not only the eternal, which is the greatest benefit and blessing of knowing Jesus Christ, uh, escaping the judgment to come, but there is His promise to help us here and now, right here, right now. God is has promised to help those who would come to Him uh, and repent of their sin, receive His Son as their Savior, and the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of ancient Israel, is the God of spiritual Israel and uh, contemporary Israel today. So this God of the Bible has not changed. He, there is a change in the way He deals with man after Jesus went to the cross, a new dispensation of grace, a new covenant has been established. But the God of the Bible, who who offers His help to His people in the time of need, that God is the same. And that's why Jesus went about doing good healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, we want to read our text today on the subject, the God who will not let you fall. If you put your trust in Christ, He will not let you fall. He will lift you up when you fall down. When your strength is gone, He will infuse His strength into you, and He will help you. This is the great promise to His covenant people, both ancient and contemporary, in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 9 through 11. We're going to read it again today. Listen carefully. He says unto ancient Israel, and to contemporary Israel, and to spiritual Israel today. Thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth, and called thee from the chief men thereof, and said unto thee, Thou art my servant, I have chosen thee, and cast not thee away. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. 
Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall surely perish. I want to once again read a paraphrase of that in Isaiah 41, 9 through 11. I pulled you from all over the world, called you in from every dark corner of the earth, telling you, you are my servant, serving on my side. I picked you. I haven't dropped you. Don't panic. I am with you. There's no need to fear, for I am your God. I'll give you strength. I'll help you. I'll hold you steady and keep a firm grip on you. This word, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness, literally means I will pick you up and literally pick you up from the ground. It's, it's similar to what Jesus was saying when he said, And I, if I be lifted up, from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. If I be lifted up, and it's when Jesus was lifted up on the cross and suspended between heaven and earth on that old rugged cross, that that, that statement was fulfilled. And it is the preaching of the cross and the message of the cross and the love and commitment of God for fallen man that is the most compelling part of the gospel and through that message he draws men unto himself you know the scripture said the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness but unto us who are saved it is the very power of God we we know what drew us to Christ we know what melted our heart uh, melted our pride and and called us uh, to humble ourselves repent of our sin and cry out to God for forgiveness it's Jesus on the cross God's commitment to us is so very strong I will I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. And I need Christ to uphold me when I feel forsaken and discouraged. Even if my own foolish sin has caused the problem, I need God's help when I fall down. You know, there is a scripture in the New Testament that says, Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless. This is the work of God by his, through His Son and by His Spirit in our life. That's why the Bible said in order to win at spiritual warfare, we are to, we are to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Philip Keller uh, wrote a number one bestseller back in 1970 titled, A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. In the psalm, David says that the good shepherd restores our souls. As a former shepherd himself, Keller offers some insightful information about the relationship between a shepherd and his sheep. In Psalm 42:11, David cries out, Why art thou cast down? O my soul, the word for cast or cast down is a shepherd's term for a sheep that has turned over on its back and can't get up by itself. If the shepherd doesn't arrive on the scene within a short time, the sheep will probably die. 
That's why a good shepherd keeps a watch over the flock daily. He counts his sheep and knows if any are missing, and if one is missing, he goes out after it. Chances are the helpless animal is cast down and is in grave danger. It needs to be restored back to its upright position. And we must view our wandering brothers and sisters in the same way they need help getting back on their feet. We, at some point, may need that same help. And the last thing they need or we need is neglect or rejection. You see, once a sheep is cast, that's why they call it a cast sheep, its center of gravity is shifted, it cannot get up by itself. When that happens, it's just a matter of time before the wolves and other predators devour it alive. People are the same way. And mature Christians know this and have a deep concern for wandering sheep. A longing to find the missing one. Our delight comes in restoring them to their feet. No clearer image of the importance of restoration is portrayed than when Jesus tells of the owner who leaves the ninety and nine that are safe in the sheepfold and safe corralled uh, in the pastures he's brought them to. And he goes out looking for the one that is cast, the lost one. This is the God that we are serving today. And David knew. He said, he said, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? He knew God is a God who will come for that cast down one, that cast sheep. You know, the Bible said in Isaiah chapter 53, All we, like sheep, have gone astray. And God has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Friend of mine, if you are a cast sheep today, if you are cast down today and you can't shake that feeling of discouragement or despair, I want you to go back to Isaiah 41 and read it again. I won't let you go. I won't abandon you. I will help you. I will uphold you. I will pick you up. I will I will strengthen you. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's why I'm standing today. We we're celebrating almost 40 Three years uh, of pastoral ministry this coming January. Forty-three years here in the city of Tampa where I've been the senior minister. And, and people may look at that and say, wow, you have stood all of the tests, the persecutions, the pitfalls. You know something? The only reason we are in the ministry today, the only reason we are confessing such victory in Jesus today is because He has helped us every step of the way. I can say with Paul of old, honestly, sincerely, I am what I am by the grace of God. And that grace, that goodness, that commitment of, of God the Father and God the Son to, to every one of us as God's children, 
His sustaining strength, His infinite grace, His love that never fails has sustained us. We have a little little plaque out front when we moved from the inner city to the, the outskirts of Tampa near the Tampa fairground. Uh, a stone is out there, a small stone. And uh, uh, the, first, the first message I preached in our new location was, was out of uh, the Old Covenant where uh, God had brought Israel to a place where they wanted to build a memorial and, and to God and that memorial to say, uh, Ebenezer, which simply means upon uh, un, up until now, God has been our help. We've come this far, as the song said, by faith, leaning on the Lord, <laughs> trusting in His holy word. He's never failed us yet. That's what they were saying. And because He's never failed us yet, we have great courage when tests, trials, persecutions, disappointments, discouragements come because we know we have a history, hallelujah, of God's faithfulness. And down through the years, we in our personal life and ministry have a history of God coming through again and again and again and again. Hallelujah. It's not that we don't ever get in a place like David was in Psalm 42:11. Why art thou cast down? Oh, my soul. We do get distracted sometimes. Sometimes we get discouraged. Sometimes we, as ministers as well, are cast sheep, cast down, discouraged, and close to despair. And when we get into that place, we need to focus on the promise of a God who you don't have to be on a mountaintop to qualify for His help. You don't have to be strong in your faith to qualify for His grace. And that's why the Apostle Paul said, When I am weak, and I admit it, when I'm weak and I'm keenly aware of it and I put my trust in His faithfulness, then am I made strong. For His grace is sufficient for me and His strength is perfected in weakness. I like one, one paraphrase that says, His strength shows up best in weak people. Hallelujah. If you got close enough to your preacher, your pastor, your spiritual leader to see uh, his feet of clay, her feet of clay, whoever it is, your Sunday school teacher, someone you respect spiritually, and yet you say, you know, they, they, they have character flaws. They have, they have times that, that they look like they're going through something. They're supposed to be on the mountaintop 24-7. No, no one lives on the mountaintop 24-7. Everyone goes through trials. Everyone goes through testings. Everyone needs God to uphold them. Everyone needs grace. Everyone needs mercy. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. But God has laid on Him the iniquity of us all. Praise God. Why art thou cast down? O my soul, hope thou in God, for he shall yet be the health of thy countenance. Literally, he will turn that, that frown upside down. And you know what happens when a frown is turned upside down? It becomes a smile. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew 18 
12 through 14, says, If a man owns a hundred sheep, and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the ninety and nine on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he is happier about that one sheep than about the ninety and nine that did not wander off. In the same way, friend, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones would be lost. He searches until he finds it. He searches until he finds it. God is pursuing someone in this listening audience today. Amen. Someone that feels abandoned. Someone that feels that God You failed the Lord. You failed to stand strong. You failed to believe. I want you to know something about God today. According to what we're reading right here, God is seeking you today. God is drawing near to you when you can't feel Him, when it feels like your prayers are going nowhere and heaven is brass and God is aloof in His heaven. He's really coming very close to you, drawing nigh to you. Your emotions are in the way. Your your mind is trying to analyze and figure out how contradictory how you feel is to the facts of the Word of God. And I want you to turn your focus back to Christ on the cross. The Apostle Paul put it this way. He said concerning Jesus and His death on the cross, if God loved us, Enough to give His only begotten Son. How shall He not also with Him freely give us all things? Everything that we need, God has pre-anticipated and provided for in the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. And one thing that we need above all other things is to be so convinced of His love That when the dark clouds roll in, the troubles come, trials that we do not understand, that we see Jesus on the cross. And we say, one thing I know, God loves me, God is for me, God is with me, and God will take me through. Somehow or another, some way, God will make a way for you, because God is in the restoration business. That's why David said, He restores my soul. Hallelujah. Several years ago, an angry man rushed through the, uh, and I'm going to, I don't know how to really pronounce this, it's R-I-J-K-S Museum in Amsterdam, Holland, until he reached Rembrandt's famous painting, Night Watch. Then he took out a knife and slashed it repeatedly, before he could be stopped. A short time later, a distraught, hostile man slipped into St. Peter's Cathedral in Rome with a hammer and began to smash Michelangelo's beautiful sculpture, the Pieta. The two cherished works of art were severely damaged. So what happened with Night Watch? What did they do with Pieta? Did they throw them in the trash? Can they just forget about them and write them off? Absolutely not. Using the very best experts who worked with caution, diligence, and gentleness, they restored these masterpieces to a state in which the damage is absolutely almost undetectable. 
Friend of mine, I want you to know that Satan wants your life in a trash can. He wants, he wants to prevail in your life. He wants to tell you that God doesn't love you. God will not help you. When, when there's a, a space between the time we cry until the answer comes, he wants to move into that space. You know, the Bible said we need, a, we need patience that after we've done the will of God, we might receive the promise, cast not away your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For he that shall come, we're not talking about the second coming, the soon coming. We're not talking about the rapture of the church. We're talking about the God who will come to you, who will not abandon you. The shepherd king who will seek you until he finds you, who will not let you fall if you put your trust in him and keep your trust in him. Praise God. Luke 15 and verse 20 is the story of the prodigal son. And this is what he said. You see, Christ will not... Christ, the devil wants to put your life in a trash can. Christ will put your life in a trophy case. He will restore your soul if you repent of any sin and trust in him. Luke 15:20 is the story of the prodigal son and it said and he arose and came to his father but when he was a great way off his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him ah one translation said he embraced him and kissed him another says threw his arms around him and kissed him Ah, this is the only time that you will see in Scripture, I believe, that God ran. God ran to restore him. (laughs) And he began to give those restorative orders, didn't he? Bring the best robe and put on him. Put a ring on his finger. This wasn't just a gold ring that had worth because of the gold. It was the signet ring that that a bona fide, certified son could use to use to seal documents uh, as as he was restored to the full sonship and all of the authority that came with it. Praise God. Amen. This God runs to forgive us when we repent. He runs to restore us when we cry out to Him. I want you to know somebody in this listening audience today that is a cast sheep right now. Christ is not just searching for you. He knows exactly where you are. And when He restores your soul, it will be as if the damage that sin has come or the discouragement has brought was never ever there. You will not be able to tell that you were ever. Oh, when I hear so many testimonies of people and where God brought them from. And to look at them today, you would never dream that some of these people had come out of the background that God brought them from. Because when He restores, when He forgives, when He pardons, and when He restores, it is a complete restoration. Glory be to God. Amen. God can do this. In the Old Covenant, He said, I will give you beauty for ashes. 
the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And thou shalt be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. I want to close with this. Our time is going so quick today, and God wants to do so much for so many. And and in particular, someone that is listening to this broadcast today, whether you're a minister or whether you're, you're above all, before you were a minister, you were a sheep in his sheepfold, and you still are a sheep in his sheepfold. And you and I can become cast sheep just like anyone in our audience. And I'm telling you, God will not let you fall if you will just Put your confidence in His love, His grace, His mercy, and His commitment to you. One night, this true story, Dr. P.W. Philpott was asked to visit a young prostitute named Mary who was dying. When he arrived, Mary wanted to hear a Bible story. She remembered from her childhood something about a shepherd who went out and looked for his lost sheep. So Dr. Philpot opened his Bible to Luke 15 and began to read. The other prostitutes gathered around to pray. Mary's face lit up with joy as she cried, The Good Shepherd has found me. He's holding me close to His heart. See, right there in that moment, she went on to receive Jesus Christ as her personal Savior. She died soon afterwards. A few years later, a young woman approached Dr. Philpot and introduced herself as a former prostitute. She had been a friend of Mary's. She was now a Christian too. And she said, and I'm quoting, That morning, when the Good Shepherd brought Mary in on one shoulder, I came in on the other. Ah, friend, God isn't going to abandon you. God isn't going to throw you. Sin may have damaged you beyond recognition, but God will give you beauty for ashes. God will put your life out, take it out of the trash can and put it in a trophy case. Hallelujah. God isn't going to give up searching for his lost sheep, and God is not going to abandon you today. His promise is is given and kept all throughout the Old and New Covenant. Jesus uh, speaking uh, in that sense of the Father being expressed through Him, the Father's life and the, pro- the Father's purposes and the Father's Word expressed through Him, said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will go with you all the way even unto the end of the age. And lo, I am with you always. And it's not some kind of of presence that is detached. It's a presence that is close to a very present help in the time of trouble. David knew where God was when the trouble came, and it seemed that heaven is brass, and, and where is God? He said, God is our refuge. God is our strength in Psalm 46, a very present help in the time of trouble. Honey, when trouble comes to your life, God draws near. 
Oh, your emotions may be, may be telling you that he's nowhere and that he's not concerned, but the Word of God has something else to say. And not only the Word of God in its absolute authority, but the cross and the man that hung on it for you and for me. All of us, without exception like sheep, have gone astray. All have sinned and missed the mark. There's none righteous. No, no, not one. Ah, but God has laid on Him the iniquity of us all. And friend of mine today, God loves you. And He's able to restore your soul regardless of the damage. He'll give you beauty for ashes. He promised it in His Word And one thing I've discovered and am still discovering, that God is a promise-keeping God. Christ is a man of His Word. Hallelujah. And I believe with all of my heart that God is speaking to someone in particular today. And I pray that, number one, if you don't know Jesus, you're a cast sheep too. You're not in His fold. You can't be... The Lord isn't your shepherd, but He is seeking you today. He wants you in His fold. And if you will repent of your sin and receive Christ, this great shepherd king will come and forgive you and uphold you with the right hand of His righteousness. If you're a Christian today and you're discouraged, you're in despair, you're in depression, you're a cast sheep, And Jesus is running to you, searching for you, coming for you. And if you're a preacher, a minister of the gospel today, don't ever forget, if it's happened to you, don't feel like a failure. He will uphold thee. And His strength is perfected in weakness. And His grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. Well, our time is gone. Would you come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.